Welcome to Jam Bob, a podcast where Jenny and Megan bond over books. I'm Jenny. Hi, and I'm Megan. We are a mother and daughter duo here to bond over books with one another and with you. Hello, and welcome to episode six of Jam Bob. Today, we're going to talk about what we're reading now, what's gripped our attention, and what's on our bookshelf. So, Mom, you're going to kick us off today. What are you reading now, and why are you reading it? Thanks, Megan. Um, Well, as you know, I was laid off from Meta earlier this year, and while I'm working on getting or figuring out what my next big thing is, um, I'm also starting to think about retirement. And so one of the books that I picked up to read was this book called Die With Zero, Getting All You Can From Your Money and Your Life by Bill Perkins. I actually wished I'd read this book a long time ago because it talks about your relationship with money. And I think that it it basically says that many people save and that's all they do until they retire. So they're kind of like the ant in some fable where they are basically saying, hey, um, I'm going to be focused on productivity and producing, and I'm not going to do anything that's fun or um, spend money on enjoying life because I'm saving for this future. And the book doesn't say, don't say, but it says, don't forego having experiences when you have the physical ability and it's the best time in life to have them because waiting for someday that may never come or waiting too long when you can't be physically capable of doing some of these experiences isn't 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 great did it give you pointers on how to have the best balance for that because as somebody who's young it is probably much more in the uh <laughs> let's spend now and like enjoy my life now while i am in in my uh prime years doesn't really have necessarily the same framework and so i'm wondering if there's you know salient points for all of his different readers and in age in their age rate yes i i think the book catered more towards a person that was so into saving that they weren't thinking about experiencing but i think one of the things it was helpful was thinking about this balance between saving and spending and one of the things that it basically went into was how sometimes younger people save too much too when there are things that they can do at that point in their life that they won't be able to do later and if you're saving and barely, you know, scrimping and having like top ramen, that doesn't always make sense as a younger person because your earning potential is probably going to be higher later on. So one of the things that was really good about was thinking about, I'm going to do this experience. Is it a good trade-off of my my working life to be spending my money this way? I think it wasn't saying don't save and it was definitely don't say going up, you know, and getting a big debt in order to do these things. But it was saying, be very thoughtful about what are you working for? Are you working for to save for no you know, good purpose? Or are you trying to do a balance of thinking about the experience you're gaining kind of in your life as well as saving for future? 
Got it. What are some of the other themes that came out of that book? Yeah, I think we kind of talked a little bit about age and money. I The other one was more around health and money. And one of the things mm-hmm. it was saying was that people don't spend enough money on their health. And one of the things that is you know, just fact is we're all going to die. And as we get older, our health is going to decline. So think about what experiences you want to have at each stage in your life. So, for example, you could decide that you wanted to climb Mount Everest and make that happen. That is probably not something that I could decide. It should should have been something I decided decades earlier. On the other hand, you and I just had a fabulous experience of hot air ballooning. And that was one that was appropriate for us to have, you know, at both the ages we are. Although to add 20 years to me and I probably couldn't have done it. No. I think main thing is there's a season for everything and what do you want to experience and have like no regrets about in each season of your life was one of the main themes. I love that. It's beautiful. Um, Did it inspire you to go down a path and read something similar next or what, what, what's on your, your bookshelf for reading next? And I, I do think it inspired me um, in a couple of ways. I think one of the things it inspired me about was to think about of the things that I still want to do, are there things I should be scheduling earlier versus later? Um, that part was interesting. I think there's a book that's called How to Retire wild, happy, and free that I think would be a good next one to read. Um, I also think, yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know about reading, but more just what do I want to do in the next five, 10, 15 years in terms of experiences was, was I think what I got out as next steps from that book. That's awesome. What did you just read? Well, I've read two, but so one of them was Going Infinite by Michael Lewis on the FTX and uh, looking into Sam Bankman Freed, the the CEO who's disgraced when all of the FTX assets disappeared, <laughs> many billions of dollars. But I'm going to choose to talk about a more fun one. Um, that I read called The True Love Experiment by Christina Lauren. The premise is is awesome. And I think for me right now, why I chose to read romance is because, as you know, I was in the middle of of ending my time at Zipline and about to start a really new, exciting job with owner.com. And just given time, I needed something that would be lighthearted and just bring me joy. And so the premise of this book is there's a um, romance author, her name's Fizzy, and she ends up making a deal with a producer who is a, a single father who's tasked with creating a production reality TV show that's kind of has Bachelor-esque vibes. And so her her contingency on doing this is that 
she gets to pick who the the men will be. And so what she ends up doing as a romance writer is giving him a list of tropes that are found in romance novels. So you've got, you know, the hero, the uh, military guy, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the the widower, um, all of these kind of just common things that probably a lot of females can resonate with as they've, they've seen it in rom-coms and other movies. And um, what ends up happening is like through this time, uh, uh, the producer and her strike up a friendship as she navigates this show. And there's really great, you know, she's got the hot nerd and all of these that are competing for her attention and they just end up having a lot of chemistry on their own. So um, it's one of those is do you let things unfurl uh, as they should and, or do you, you know, go with what your heart wants? And it was so well written and just in some sense, such good, a riveting story and fascinating. And I think it touched on um, everything that I could see myself wanting to go see in a, in a future film. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's optioned by Netflix, like in the next year or two. It um, sounds like fun and probably light. Like you said, sometimes I think the, the difference between those books um, really being satisfying and sometimes you feeling like you're wasting time is the quality of the writing. Mm -hmm. Did you think the quality of the writing was of this book was good and why? Oh, absolutely. So uh, Christina Lauren is actually two romance authors that paired up and they've written a, a couple of books, which is why I felt pretty strongly that this would be a good one. Um, they're top of the game and they're just, you can they they mesh so well that you can't tell that it's two people that are taking up and you can tell they love what they do they put a lot into the characterization of of um their their main kind of hero and <laughs> and the guy connor and it's just it's touching it evokes a lot of emotion i think i cried i was on a plane so it could be <laughs> Sure, you know the book itself, or just the fact that I was wanting to be home. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with it was the book itself, but it was for me just exactly what I needed to satiate and entertain myself, and also just kind of get a a little escape. So it goes back to our first reason of why we read fiction in the in the first place, it was like the perfect little scape and, and made me feel really good after reading it. Good. And that sounds like exactly what you needed. Yes, it, it did that. Um, so I'm curious, mom, what, I know you kind of talked a little bit about what you're reading next, but do you have anything that going off the theme of retirement um, is you're attracted by, or you're looking to your, looking to pick up or you already have on your bookshelf that you've been meaning to read? Yeah, there's one book that I've wanted to read for a while. It's called Creativity Inc. Mm -hmm. um, recommended to me a bunch of times and I haven't picked it up and I haven't read it, but it's one that's, you know, that I definitely want to get to in the next month or so. Ken Follett has a new one too. It's called Never. 
And then a uh, new author to me, Rebecca Cyril, has one that's called In Five Years. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Maybe we can talk about the book we both just read, Spare. Do you want to oh, tell? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we can like yeah. summarize. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly summarize Prince Harry's autobiography. And basically, mm-hmm. he... Um, is giving his side of the story, describing what it was like to grow up as the spare son in the House of Windsor, obviously not the heir, not not going to be the king, and how impacted he was by Diana, his mother's death. And he basically talks about how he felt inconsequential and unseen. And then he talks about like what he did during his life, going to Africa, joining the army, the rivalry he had with um, Will and you know his brother, and then finally meeting and marrying Meghan Markle, and their joint decision to leave the UK because of racism and because of their mental health. Um, the book made me at times feel really sorry for him. And other times it just made me feel like he was whiny. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. So I'm, I'm, I'm very curious because I, I've probably was more on the, he's victim status. And well, I think it's, it must be hard. I think I, I had to, to lean into my empathy a lot because, um, I just saw somebody that has lived a life that not a lot of us, I mean, (laughs) the massive amount of the world doesn't know how to relate to and can't imagine what it's like to be part of the royal family. But also the fact that it comes with a lot of of privilege and other things that we're just not exposed to. And so the counterbalance, you know, with his mom, having a tragic death and like the, the love hate relationship with the media. I even think about the medium, which we're reading, like the fact that he has a book deal (laughs) that got marketed and his story gets to be told, um, speaks volumes against somebody who is disparaging the media. And I, I, I do get that the celebrity lifestyle in general, um, is like the pros and cons with your relationship with, how you and your authenticity is is shared amongst other people, but I don't know, Mom. It was there were some parts that were really tough for me to to lean into that empathy. <laughs> I I get it. I mean, he made some stupid choices that didn't make him very sympathetic. He definitely had a lot of trauma from his mom's mm-hmm. death, and he didn't get help. Or, you know, and I thought that was kind of another thread. You have the the British stiff upper lip, and then you have people who desperately need mental health help. And I, I think one thing that he did do that was really good was he was very open about his problems, his PTSD, and then Megan's suicidal thoughts. And I felt it was good that he got therapy. I hope it helps him like move away from the bitterness that it's clear that he has. But I also felt like you said that love hate between the media and he talked a lot about how he held the paparazzi, you know, paparazzi responsible for his mom's death. 
but yet his dad and his brother have PR teams that spin stories around the narratives they want told. And he's doing the same thing. Yeah. So I, I I definitely saw that too. And I was like, it, it, it made me wonder, it's like, we're hearing just his story. We'll never hear the whole set of stories, but I think it, it made me feel like there's his story and there's the other sides of the story and there's the truth and they're not clear what it is. Well, and that's always a, f- a fascinating thing. And I think this is why I love history is you've got to read, especially when it's written by one person and you're not, you're, you're getting the state of affairs, so to say more often than not, it's told most, most people don't know how to tell things in an objective manner. There's some kind of inherent bias that comes out or, uh, in his case, there's a lot of emotion, right, from all of the different experiences that he's had, and especially more recently, right, with kind of the when he he and Megan had to go to Canada and then ended up in the United States, and they did their whole Oprah show to talk about what was going on, and they kind of um, had damaged like the oh they they stopped acting as like royal. Um, kind of emissaries for mm-hmm. for the family. I think that you can't shove that under the rug because I'm sure the opposite side, I, I, we haven't heard anything from Charles. We haven't heard anything from, you know, Kate and William or any of the others, you know, even throughout history, looking at the Royal family, like this is kind of the first tell all memoir. And so it, take it from a a view that I'm, I'm uncertain I I fully can accept it as like this is the way it was. Outside of seeing the just horrible press about Megan and racism, but I think that in a lot of ways there's so much racism scares me in some sense like because she was I don't know. Uh, I just don't think he is the out of all the things to read and learn from, I don't I don't know if this was it for me. Um. I, I get that too. I mean, I definitely saw listening to Oprah, you know, I didn't watch the whole thing, but some of it is that they were very clear that they felt that they were leaving because of racism and because of their mental health. And it doesn't surprise me that there is racism problems in the UK because certainly we see there's, that problem worldwide. At the same time, I thought it was really brave in a lot of ways for him to be so vulnerable. Um, just to, especially when it came to his mom, because that I can't imagine not being able to be in the public about it is just um, an immense amount of pressure that no one would understand. And I think it's, that's, Basically, my summation of this is it was really hard for me to relate and understand, even despite him trying to tell a story. And so I think because of that, there there was a an authenticity that was lacking mm-hmm. for me, um, which I probably would not read it again or recommend it out to others. It's a quick read. I don't know that I wouldn't not recommend it, but there'd be many things I'd recommend before it. Yeah. What do you think we should talk about next time? 
Well, one of the things that I think would be a lot of fun for us to talk about next time is if we talk about books that were turned into film, because that's actually some other recent raids that I've I've done, and we can we can go into if we think where there have been times where the movie has been better than the book and vice versa, which I think can get into a little bit of a spicy topic, but I'm curious to know um, <laughs> what you think. And if there are, if you could ever make the argument that the film is better than the book. Yeah, I can actually, I, I immediately, two things popped into my head. I think I'll wait until next time to tell you about them. But I would, um, in the meantime, hope that everybody at home can tell us about what they're reading and what they think might be something we should read. Yeah, it's on their bookshelf. Put it in the comments below. For all of you at home, thank you for bonding over books with us. Till next time. Bye.